Welcome to another episode of Smithereens. I'm your co-host, Tom Bertless. And this is Jared. On today's episode, we are doing Breaking Gender Rules in Design. Jared, who do we have on the podcast today? Today, we have a repeat guest. We have Chrissy Pine, partner and creative director, and also newcomer, Renee Helda, our art director. What do we talk about today? Today, we're touching on some gender-neutral brands, what it means to be gender-neutral, and how important gender diversity is in advertising. All right. We hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Cheers. I knew that today was going to be in the 70s and sunny, mm-hmm. and I chose accordingly. Okay. Yeah, me too. I decided we're all like all black today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's smart. You just really wanted to soak it in. Yeah. Yeah. Absorb the sun as much as I can. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. I think, you know, um, well, Chrissy, I feel like you always have a nice, you always have a pop of color in there or something. Yeah. You, you've been rocking that cheetah print. I know. Shawl? I think my second attempt at my, it's a cardigan. Cardigan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cardigan. Not a shawl. It's a traditional cardigan in a wild cheetah print. And wild. I saw it and I thought, eh. But if you pair it with something super basic, mm-hmm. like oh, it tones it down. light jeans and a white tee, I mean, that thing's going to soar. Well, you're you know? not that thrifted, right? It's going to speak I'm always for more inclined yeah. to buy something a little different than like what I would actually get if yeah. it was thrifted. So was your second attempt wearing it better than your first attempt? I'm going to say I felt better about it. Yeah. I'm not sure how it projected, mm-hmm. but I felt better about my presentation the second attempt. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Are you, I guess, what's your hesitation that you think we're in that is it too loud of like a pattern like a print um i think i think it was okay so you you buy an item of clothing and and you pair it with other things um do you roll up the sleeves or don't you do you button it do you tuck it mm. okay okay so i think my second attempt i decided to roll up the sleeves and get more like casual and comfortable with it mm-hmm. okay and and that that helped. It felt better? That mm-hmm. helped, yeah. Felt better? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I had it unbuttoned, so it was like casual. Did you have yeah. a button the first time? No, I didn't, but I had my sleeves down. Mm-hmm. What kind of pants the first time? Light. Um, different kind of jeans. Rocking some white jeans? jeans, I think. No? Maybe okay. they were white jeans. I don't remember, but mm-hmm. the second time was better. Anyway. Really it's about balance. Hot. I think what we're getting to is balance. Yeah, maybe some jorts. Mm-hmm. Jorts. I love a jorts. Yeah. Jorts would be good with that. Really? Some jorts and heels okay. or something like that. Yeah. I see that. Jorts and heels. Yeah. Heels is something. Okay. That's a move. I wouldn't do it with the leopard. It's too much. Try it. Try it. Your balance. third time. Your third time. It's balance. Mm-hmm. That's like a, a, I feel like jorts, a cheetah print, cardigan, and heels is like screaming Cougar City. <laughs> yeah, right? And I don't know what you guys yeah. are trying to say. I am not middle aged. <laughs> that is not the first time I said that today. And it won't be the last. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chrissy, you were kind of you you were talking about like a balance. Yes. In a way that made me think of, I guess, how we approach design here. So we're kind of talking about like pops of color and and I guess like neutral versus like some more abundantly colored patterns and things like that. And so approaching that like balance and what we do here. So with certain brands and, and kind of trying to find that, yeah. If you speak on that a little, absolutely. Bit. So I, you know, um, balance isn't just between neutrals and colors. That certainly tells a story. 
Yeah. Um, but patterns mm-hmm. and textures, um, noise, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, in everything that we do, um, layers, there's, there's something that, you know, we really try to hone in on, um, like the the middle point, the essence, the the heartbeat of the brand, sure. um, and then build from there. So if your brand is something that you know can tell all of these different stories, let's figure out you know what those stories are and give it a a neutral, b a color, c a texture, right? Okay. And 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 figure out and really like create that visual piece. Sure. Um, but it's all about balance you can't have all of it right right and when you do we don't like it we cringe (laughs) it's terrible right when we hand a brand off sometimes that's like giving someone else the keys oh they get excited oh my god it's i want everything give me all the patterns and it's this color like oh no give me the keys please (laughs) i want the keys back so Uh, so with that i mean when, when we start working with brands in that kind of way how many of them would you say kind of come to us with like a preconceived notion of like, here's the colors we want to use or like, this is the logo we have. We want to stick with this. And I guess with that, how often do we kind of fight that? Because we could see it going maybe like, well, your brand is like this and you have these colors, but it looks like your, your user base is kind of more like this. Mm-hmm. And I think these would play better. Yeah. Does that, does that happen? Yeah, often. Okay. Often. I think, um, that's almost my favorite type of project is when they have something and we can shift it. Yeah. And we can we can steer it and oh my gosh, just erasing this, changing this typeface, yeah. aligning something makes it so much better and easier. And what happens is it makes it better and easier visually. Mm-hmm. Sure, great. But what does that mean? It means people understand it. They want to look at it. Sure. They want to read it. Like it's all absorption of information yeah. and how it's delivered. And and that's what we do. It's all about the audience too. Like it, it just always comes back to that. If it yeah. means you don't know who your audience is, then you really don't know where to start. Yeah. I think so. So That's absolutely true. We start conversations with that mm-hmm. and brainstorms. Who are we talking to? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I often too like to ask our clients to come in and say, present to me. Mm-hmm. Well, how would you, how, what happens when you get in front of your client? When you right. pitch something, how would you present yourself? Present sure. that to me. Tell me from your words. Right. We need to have the empathy like for what they're coming from. Mm-hmm. We don't know their human experience. So sure. that's the most important part. Yeah. And how often would you say like, people come to us with like a very specific idea or like knowledge of who their audience is? Um, I think they come to us more often with knowledge of who their audience is than a specific idea. Mm-hmm. When they reach out to us, I think people often know, clients often know they're going to help me come up with an right. idea. Oh, okay. Right. You okay. know, and, and, and we are out of the box thinkers. We are an outsourced extension of marketing, of branding, of, sure. of web. Um, so they, I think they don't come with too many ideas to mm-hmm. the table and they want us to, to really dive in, which is, sure. it's been fortunate and really nice. And it's been a great opportunity for us yeah. to get super creative. Right? Yeah. I, I, with that, I guess, I guess, uh, how many of them would you say from from that? Like, uh, what what I, I guess I was trying to ask was, uh, come to us knowing their audience. Have we had a lot of people come to us that don't really know? Maybe a hundred percent to pinpoint down that, and we have to 
help them figure that out? Yeah, um, that shifts. Okay. So they may have known their audience when they first started, and maybe their audience has shifted from the time that they've gotten to us. Um, And we do a lot of workshops to dive into that and and segment it. Mm -hmm. You don't just have one audience. That audience can be defined in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different messages and a lot of different visuals that would resonate with those different audiences. Let's figure out who you are and talk to all of them specifically. That's a lot of what we do. Yeah, I think now, too, it's like, you know, if you have a company that's like, oh, I want to, my demographic is women between the ages of 18 and 65 okay well, what does that really mean you know mm-hmm. what i mean like there's so many different areas of yeah. like that demographic that you can narrow down and like drill down and target a little bit more so i think we do a really good job of like you know what's the goal here right and like identifying those specific like audiences so mm-hmm. like we may get into a project and realize that like oh, maybe that's not your target demographic. Maybe it's men and women between the ages of like 22 and like 32 because they're into Mm -hmm. this certain amount of things. We're going to design or create something that like specifically talks to these people, Mm -hmm. like have another different audiences and make something that target to these, you know, this demographic over here. So Sure, sure. What's cool is um, like gender specificity. Um, It certain projects that we've have and trends in design um ha- the lines have sh- have shifted in really and great blurred. ways and blurred shifted <laughs> yeah. yeah blurred's yeah. better yeah. blurred's way better than shifted yeah um and and that's super exciting to be able to connect with people in general not just genders sure and who they are um and and we've talked about this before, but just because of a mass amount of content that's out there, um, you kind of got to be smarter. Mm-hmm. And and um, the way that you connect with people isn't just in a gender specified way yeah. by any it's a very means. binary way. Yeah, that's kind of thrown out the door. It's, it's a smart design. It's well thought out. Sure. That this wasn't just put together and thrown out there. There's something behind it. Um, and what's cool is. You know, the idea of, and, and I've thought about this too. So I've, I, I've never found out um, what I was having when I was pregnant. And Ooh. I am I am definitely someone who um, was a bit of a tomboy growing up. And I really don't like pink at all as a color. Why? Interesting. Really? Yeah. Like never, I, like never have? No. There, there's different pinks Isn't right now. Your shirt? The- I'm wearing pink. I know I understand. <laughs> it's like what a you're salmon, right? Like yeah. a salmon. Well, there's different contexts. There's different pinks. Yeah. Okay. And there's different associations with pinks. Exactly. Sure. And um, there's that really awful magenta. <laughs> yeah. That little girls wear one. all the time. Oh, I know okay. what color you're You know what about. color I'm talking yeah. about? It's it's Isn't it more purple It's Hello. like that that fuchsia. really saturated awful. yeah, fuchsia. <laughs> okay. But then pink went neon. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can get behind a neon pink. Really? Sure. See, because when you said that you don't like pink, that that was the first color that popped in my head. It's like neon, bright pink. I was like, okay, I can understand that. It's a little yeah. harsh. Aggressive. Mm-hmm. But neon right. delivers a message differently okay. than that saturated yeah. Well, pink. even like your um, cardigan that you're wearing, it's, it's pink, but it has a little bit of like yellow. Like we understand yeah. color. So it, like... It has yellows and it has like a little bit of a peachy tone to it. So that is a different story that you're 
saying yeah. in your sure. attire. Yeah, right. and and I think um, from a brand perspective, not just from a certain gender wearing a certain color, or yeah. you know, my point of not finding out what it, what um, what I was having when I was pregnant yeah, yeah, yeah. was to not get a bunch of pink mm -hmm. if I was having a girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so my poor little girl was dressed like a boy for the first six months of her life. <laughs> she was in like blues and grays and sure, sure. And that's did okay. Your family and friends more likely like did they get her more boys clothes because they just didn't want to yeah. be pink i yeah yeah, yeah. it's so it was, divided it was a uh, and i didn't want those weird yellows and greens I, I and like just that. gray it's yeah. too it's too wishy-washy let's just put her in something cool sure yeah. you know? well i'd be yeah. curious you know uh, i don't know I, I guess this uh are there any colors when you guys are shopping or something like that i this is for everybody mm -hmm. is there any colors that you're just specifically like no is there anything at this point there's like hard lines and is it rooted in just not liking the color or is it not is it rooted in any sort of like what um, are we buying mm -hmm. let's see um sneakers are different than anything else that's yes, true that's sneakers true. are different i would say shirts i'm okay, thinking shirts. shirts purple i can't do purple can't do purple okay i think i just don't like it unless yeah. it's a really soft like mixed with blue periwinkle purple but yeah. i can't do like purple that's up there on yeah. the screen well, oh, okay. I fully agree. The top yeah. purple. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Is that Barney like purple. a color that I would like turn away from? Like I, I was part of like the pink pillow phase. Oh, so I, had a I could definitely see and, that. Like, those, <laughs> those pastel colors. Yeah. But like, yeah. I think green is like a color that I don't like navigate towards to. Sure. Like when I'm out shopping for clothes green. but like yeah i don't yeah like green it's either. just like it depends like i like a hunter green I but green. i don't like a like or an a, army green i was yeah. gonna say the green of your hat yeah like you look olive i like that yeah like an olivey green yeah but there's nothing like at least like for you and me jared uh i don't think there's any like i don't shy away from like a floral thing or like bright colors or pink or any of that mm -hmm. that kind of stuff and i i think that plays into what you're saying of like and I know obviously we're specific people having this conversation, but not shying away from those kind of, I think it's, it's all becoming a bigger blurred line. Like it's not just, you know, uh, guys are going to wear this and girls right. are going to wear this and you can't wear this if you're X and you shouldn't wear this if you're yeah. Y or, or anything yeah. along those lines. Um, in design and, and from a brand perspective there, you know, a few years ago, it's still happening. Um, but what, what was, brought in was what's called their like millennial pink mm -hmm. yes was, was yeah, a term yeah. right um and so that's like a muted mauve light pink yeah um that's almost like somewhat of like a flesh tone mm -hmm. okay um but that's something that a lot of brands could get behind because it was soft which is an adjective that could be associated with feminine mm -hmm. but it was also it it lends yourself to to like a broader range of design from there. Sure. Like you can you can add on to that very easily. Okay. Um and so, you know, it's not just design and color isn't just what's in your logo and what you use in that, but it's everything added onto that defines sure. it. And so pink is actually something that can shift and lend itself right. to a lot of yeah. different things. It's and it's not associated, it's not nailed down as, oh, this is a women's store if they have pink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not by any means anymore, yeah. which is super cool. Sure. Because um, that is the one color I think was so associated with gender. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's just not anymore. I think it's like, like when you think of like branding and logos and like, and especially in the retail space of like, 
like shopping for X product, you know, it's like, you know, when my wife goes out and shops, even like the grocery shorts at the grocery store, like getting clothes or whatever, it's like the things that she wants to buy for me, her eyes are caught by certain designs, you mm-hmm. know, like products that are geared for, I would say maybe more masculine, but teetering that like, you know, that unisex gender neutral design. Like she's like, Oh, did you see this? Where like, if it was completely catered towards like, a masculine design she might have just like like glanced over that or or, or missed yeah. it. Yeah. So it's I like if, if you go through sure. like the end caps and Whole Foods around the drinks especially. Yeah. Like a lot of them are, are, are kind of minimal and they're kind of just like certain of them have like certain pops of color that might, you know, get a of a, a, a feminine eye or a masculine eye. It just depends who who's looking that day. But they're not I feel like now they're not trying to kind of draw lines either way. Mm-hmm. Cause like it's hard to identify who's really buying that product now, you know? Yep, right. Sure. I don't know. I mean, is that, a, I guess it's, it's a good question to pose. Is that a hardship? I mean, like, is is there any hardships in, you know, you mentioned like the, this millennial pink that's kind of like become this abundance uh, in design because it's broken down this barrier of like, pink is no longer just uh, a four girls or four guys kind of thing. Um, but has that seemed to cause like overuse of certain colors in the desire to kind of have a, a gender neutrality? Uh, or would you say for the most part, it opens a lot of doors to kind of do whatever with a brand and in, in, in navigating that landscape? Yeah, that's a good question. It, the one thing maybe pink didn't lose was mm-hmm. its ability to be a trend and to pass. <laughs> sure. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think it's very easily to overuse it for okay. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's hard not to overuse, but what's cool just you know about design about time over over and over is that you constantly dip back to the 1990s and that is a style and colors that are associated with the 1990s sure, that's sure. back. Right. Um, soon it's going to be the 2000s and the trends that were in the 2000s. <clears throat> oh, man. I was the just I was just having this conversation. Days. Those light yesterday. blue like. Team starter jackets, stuff oh, like that. Oh. Right? Yeah. And that and that might become a neutral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been a weird I've been seeing a lot of the late I literally had this conversation with, with Alex yesterday about like mostly nineties fashion coming back <laughs> and how I kind of have this weird theory that like so you see it with a lot of kids, and I say by kids I mean like anyone eighteen to twenty, we'll say, <laughs> like teenage for the most part. Me. Yeah, Jared. Um, and I think it's it's kind of this thing of, like, I like 80s stuff, and I, like, play in a synth-pop band and have, like, this uh, love of 80s style and, and some of the stuff that goes along with that. And I think it's kind of an allure of not, I didn't grow up in the 80s, so I have this, mm-hmm. like, allure of, like, the 80s look. It this, Yeah, and it's this kind of, like, there's almost a mystique to it, and mm-hmm. I feel like I'm like, oh, it's 2019, which means any kid that's, like, 18, 19 literally didn't live in the 90s, mm-hmm. so they are kind of going through that same thing of this allure of right. of a time period that they didn't actually know. And the bright colors and everything, and that's not typically what's marketed towards someone like you who's a guy. Like, things right. that are marketed, right. marketed towards you are usually... Really neutral blues, grays, especially like as a kid, I would say. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
You're spicing it up. 90s. <laughs> trying to. The yeah. 90s had a dopest fashion, though. 90s had the dopest fashion? Yeah, 90s were great. I don't, I don't Chris, know, man. Yeah, like, you know, I tied a, a flannel shirt around my waist with baggy jeans. Yeah. Like, that mm-hmm. kind of, that, like, that TLC. It. That was a look. You know? I, yeah. could, yeah. I can get behind that part of it. Not, I hate, I mean, I've hated baggy jeans for as long as I've cared about the clothes I've wear. you had legs. That's just, as long as I've had legs. <laughs> came out the womb. Better put Mom, skinny jeans tighter on. pants. Put skinny <laughs> jeans on you right away. My first words were skinny jeans. Small child. <laughs> so I guess bringing us back to uh, taking a, a branding lens on this, uh, Renee, being our art director here, uh, one of the recent projects we've done was for, you know, the logo and the branding for uh, the Il Molino Club. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that brand uses a lot of, you know, traditionally, you know, feminine imagery and, mm-hmm. and design uh, for essentially what, what would be like a men's a men's club, you know, mm-hmm. men's suits and yeah. uh, a hair club. So you want to talk about I feel kind like, of influence from that? Yeah, I feel like what was cool about that project and unique is that um, Jared and Mark knew, not our Jared, other Jared, <laughs> um, knew kind of like they were really open-minded about the floral pattern and they were super open to that and very forward thinking in that, but they know that their audience is going to be mostly men. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like when tackling that, we wanted to tie together that sort of approachable, trendy, cool, like floral pattern with something that is still going to be something that a man would want to like walk into there and be like, oh, like and other than seeing a bunch of guys in there, like what are they going to look at that's going to make it, them be sure. like, okay, I trust this brand. Because you still have to think about uh, you know guys wanting that to go there sure um, sure that's just it is the the want and right. i think over feminizing a brand like il molino um puts it at, like up on a level right sure. it makes it just slightly out of reach or like aspirational mm-hmm. because okay. it's um it's overly feminine mm-hmm. and it's and, and there must be a reason why like, I have to be a part of this. Like, sure. if I'm someone who I'm going to define myself as um, put together, successful, mm-hmm. yeah. charismatic, like, I've got to be able to connect to something like this, you know? Interesting. Yeah. yeah. What, what kind of helped me, like, being a part of that project and seeing the work that you two have done with that brand, it's like, you know, just the, the difference in, like, line weight on, like, the, the drawings, the, like, the flowers mm-hmm. and the type. It's just, like, it adds, if it adds, like, you know, it adds something. And mm-hmm. it adds, like, mm-hmm. that, just that tad bit of, like, like masculinity to, like, a, I would say more of, like, a, a neutral kind of logo. So, but right. it's, like, not overbearing, you know? So it's, yeah. like, right. it's, it's. In one lens, like, you know what the club is for, but it's still open to, to everyone, which I think is super mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like very literally when looking at that typeface, um, we wanted it to be, you know, studying uh, brands that are marketed towards mainly men. It's very, like, bold, straight lines, mm-hmm. geometric. Right. Um, but then taking it to that next level, like, bringing it up here away from that stereotypical masculine sure. thing and taking floral elements and kind of softening it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that makes sense too, because like, I mean, I, you know, I've gotten my haircut there a few times and like, it seems like their, their client base is 
relatively around like our age. And so I think if you want to lean younger, I mean, as we've kind of like talked here, we're all in the range of, you know, 24 to 34. So like, um, if you want to speak to that, I think that you have to have some level of like, um, gender fluidity, Mm -hmm. I guess. Um, I think that's, that's fair to say. Right. Absolutely. And I feel like it's not only knowing your audience, but also, Chrissy and I work really close on branding projects, but we're two women. So I feel like um, we have to understand that like we have this sort of like subconscious bias a little bit, like even though we might think we know who we're talking to, it's important that we, you know, turn around to Rob or even one of the other guys like in the office and Mm -hmm. say like, how does this speak to you? Because I'm not you, I'm not a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Off of that, is it is it hard being like two women designers to like take off your your hat sometimes and put yourself in the role of like, you know, I'm I'm a male CEO of this company. I want this. Like, how do you how do you get inspiration to kind of work on things like that? Because I know it can be different difficult to like really put your thinking cap on and like think from another person's point of view or how they want their brand to be perceived by, you know, the end user or the or their customers. Mm-hmm. So can you talk a little bit about maybe, you know, I would say like the mood board process and like, mm-hmm. you know, the story, you know, the, the things we go through to make sure we capture that right mood. and. That. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, you know, a, a big reason why, you know, Renee is a, a part of the team and we work well together um, is our open-mindedness open-mindedness to good design sure um there's no there's no limit to it um you know we both have a certain style everyone's got somewhat of a style but that never is what our personal style is never what drives what's right for a client and i think Mm -hmm. um when we jump into creating our mood boards right off the bat we start super broad Mm -hmm. and honestly it's very much this is cool this grabbed my eye what if i was this person this might resonate with me and we often throw things on a mood board that we don't like right right that's like i don't like this but it's different okay it's different from what we've pulled before Mm -hmm. um to get like this wide range of okay so this this is a a thick sans serif typeface and and that that that's okay here, but maybe we really want to go with this thinner traditional serif or something like that. Right. And so we need to juxtapose it, um, and frame it to to our clients and who we're presenting it to um, as as look. Th- these are all things that could happen, mm-hmm. and let's let's narrow down and figure out what what is best right to I, to I think, solve the problem. Yeah, I think studying the bones in that first initial phase of like, yeah, these brands that we pulled for this mood board, we don't aesthetically think that they're that great, Mm -hmm. but design is to be understood at the end of the day. Um, And it was understood by huge audiences and that's what made it work. So let's look at that. There's obviously a reason why it worked. Sure. I think like taking it to that next level, like we like good design. So how can we kind of morph those two together? Mm -hmm. Interesting. There's like a little, hippie that lives in Renee and myself that like keeps us super open-minded and like welcoming to all. It's the Mr. Yes. Smith secret. Well, <laughs> I think it's, it, it's wildly impressive. I mean, to, from a, a branding project to come from nothing to like 
a you two work so closely together like you have chris you have a thought renee you might have an opposite thought and like you two coming together to kind of create something that the client loves and then their their clients mm-hmm. love so it's like there's a whole lot of like thought and compromise and then like not being afraid to like tell each other and the stakeholders how you feel about something sure. it's like yeah we really love this because of x y and z mm-hmm. and it's like we hope that they feel the same way or if they don't it's like come come back to the table with why you don't like it and that's like seeing if we can come to some agreement or sure. compromise and i think it's it's very difficult to do mm-hmm. you know what i mean because like think about think about you with three of your buddies trying to find go out to dinner like how difficult that is sometimes just like agreeing on something and i guarantee you all three of you won't be eating the same meal Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. like you probably all three will be paying with three different cars so it's like (laughs) the when you think about it that way it's like it's very awesome to see these things come together and their and their and their final step it's like everyone came to an agreement and no matter what the process was it's like Everyone, no matter if you're if you're male, female, you you agreed on something that this is the way to move forward, which is yeah, impressive. exactly. Mm-hmm. Having like a well-rounded idea of how we're selling this to someone and and things like that. And and I guess to to pivot a little bit and talk about some brands that we've worked with where it isn't. So you know, we talked about Imolino and how that's like focused more towards men, but it has like femininity brought into the design intentionally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but things like a pronative, mm-hmm. where that's kind of more of a neutral, like it's for both genders mm-hmm. and kind of towing that line. And I guess what goes into some of the brands that we have that are non-gender specific? And what do the colors look like for that? What does the tone look like for those kind of things? Yep. So um, pronative is is a really cool ingredient. And and it has its own identity and its own brand. Sure. Um, it's a protein powder, which is something that is definitely highly male focused. Protein sure. powders, right? Protein shakes. Um, but there's a lot of things that come into play. There's a general shift um, overall towards just good health and mm-hmm. paying attention to what you put in your bodies. Right. And a general shift towards knowing with what you do put in your body where it came from mm-hmm. yeah, yeah and and the quality of it um and and almost the um the ethic process of where it came from sure sure um so pronative meets in the middle of all of that it's not just a bodybuilder's protein that's super impactful Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a guy with like a six pack going like this yeah. on the canister. Yeah, like- <laughs> it's, it's very far from it. Um, and it was a really cool process for us to learn about it and learn about that story and how that story really shined. Yeah. Um, and that was something that they wanted to to push out, um, yeah. to have that be the driver of their marketing. Um, so with that comes like a organic, natural color palette. Um, and and visual, right? So sure. we put together this brand book for him, and that was a really cool process for us. Um, and, and the color schemes of that are feel feminine. They don't, you would look at that and think okay. think it's feminine, but mm-hmm. it's not. It's natural. What what, what part right. of it makes it feminine? Would you say um, there's a few pinks? 
Oh. There's like three and different pinks. I think pinks the we fact have that there. it's very pastel-y, like pastel. women tend to like things Ooh. that are toned back. Um, but what makes it gender neutral, I guess, and natural is that it comes from earth-toned things, yes. like our, okay. the elements of the earth and yes. animals and from the farm. Think about mm-hmm. colors that you see on a farm, and and the sky and the and the air. If you were to give the air a color, you know, like that. That's sort of all of those things that inform this brand. Um, that hippie really coming out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah big the sky, the sky, the air, and earth. And if you I could give it. the sky a color, and <laughs> what would that be? Yeah. If you can give the air a color. <laughs> but it's oh, great. how we think. Yeah, it's great. It, and, and, um, it's, it's funny when you said that, like, I was completely on board. I was like, yeah. Yeah, right? like close my eyes, like yeah. yeah she's really, can all she's pitching it, it to she, Jared and yeah, I. She, I'm, I'm on board, man. I am on board for sure. I'm buying some tomorrow. Yeah, but it, it was it's something that still men buy, right? And you're not embarrassed yeah. to be holding it or, or purchasing no. it or be, or be a brand ambassador for it because. Sure. It's, oh my God, this is so natural. You can tell that story of, right. like, you know, there's only this, this, and this in there, and, and yeah. it doesn't label. have all these chemicals. Right. Yeah, like, sure, look, sure. And, and my body then, if I'm drinking this, then my body to you must present as, like, clean and yeah. Yeah. natural. I hope a lot know? of people are watching this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you just did this yeah. for, <laughs> for half right, a minute. Yeah. My body. Yeah, where can I, where can I buy this? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think now too, it's like you see a lot of like major brands kind of revamping their logo and their type to kind of be more inclusive of everyone. You know, I know mm-hmm. like uh, Starbucks recently did like a little bit of a rebrand to kind of mm-hmm. enhance their logo a little bit to kind of give it like a minimal feel. Um, and I know a, a lot of other companies are kind of looking at their their type um, and sure. just making sure like it's not it's approachable, a- approachable. Yeah, everyone. yeah. I think, and that's the thing, you go into like a clothing store, like at least one that's like maybe geared towards more modern fat. Like if you go into like a Zara or something mm-hmm. like that, and like the colors that you see in a women's section versus a men's section, it's all kind of blending together. Yeah, very much so. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah. I think that I think that's great. You know what I mean? Like there's no, there shouldn't be any stopgap for like you have to use this or that you have to I use I got to tell a story. So please tell do. It. Tell it. Um, there's an infamous sweater. In in the Mr. Smith family right now, Ooh, okay. and it and it was a sweater that Rob purchased on a clearance rack right. at H and M. Oh, is this the one that he gifted to? He Don't gifted ruin the story, yeah. man. Let her tell. I know, right? Mm-hmm. So so Rob God. may or may not have been one hundred percent positive if this clearance rack was male or female, but he purchased the sweater anyway. It had a a wide. Scoop-ish neck, and the length of the sweater covered your tush, which is often a woman sweater Mm. worn with leggings or whatnot, right? Sure. So he comes in one day. It was like a yellowy cream Mm -hmm. waffle sweater, and I lost it. I absolutely lost it. He looked ridiculous. Rob, Rob, he bought it. Yeah, he looked ridiculous. (laughs) So did Colin. Colin actually had like this is this is weird. This sweater is weird, right? So Rob like barely ever wore it. I think he tried one more time, similar to my leopard sweater. He sure. tried one more time. <laughs> sure. And and then that was it. And we never saw it again. So this Christmas, we did Secret Santa. No one knew who had who. But a sweater showed up 
that looked awfully familiar. And again, I've only seen it twice, but that's what left a really good sure, impression in sure. my brain. <laughs> and Col- it was given to Colin, and Colin immediately put it on. Yeah. And like, oh man, he felt like a million bucks in that yeah. thing. I'm telling you right now, that is a woman's sweater. And the two of them love it. They love it. Well, sure. What was funny is that Rob <laughs> changed weird. the tag on it. He sewed on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. he changed shirt. the tag. He really went yeah. next level. He, yeah, he went next level. And he changed the that tag. And Colin got super excited that he put it, the sweater on over the clothes he was wearing. He did put yeah. it on over the clothes yeah. he was wearing, yes. I'm, I kind of, so I had a button-up shirt that I really loved for a long time that was kind of, it was like a floral shirt, but it was like, uh, it was purpley, but it didn't, it looked, you know, it didn't look, I would say, hyper-feminine and it wasn't like hyper-masculine. And it was at like a, um, like a thrift store in Toronto, I think. And I got it and I got home and then realized pretty quickly, I was like, I'm about 99% sure this is a woman's <laughs> But it fit great and it was awesome and I wore it all the time. So well, like, well, I think it's when you look at like clothes, especially like uh, athletic clothes, like it's very hard to tell like, like color. Like you can't just go by color anymore. You have to like know like what's male and what's like a woman's like shoe, for example, because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of times I've been on like Nike site or like in, in the store. I'm like, Oh, those are dope. And like, Oh, they're women's. Cause they're like, they're like, uh, like a nice pink or a nice teal, like bold colors. And like, Oh, those look pretty sweet. And they're, they're kind of women's shoe. So yeah. Can't really go by the, the colors anymore yeah really, i know which is cool because it just yeah, makes awesome. fashion fashion yeah and yeah. also it's a, maybe a note to brands in a similar way i was trying to i was trying to buy a new bike and i wanted this very specific bike and it was a felt light blue bike and i was like this thing is beautiful and it's everything i want and then came to find out it's women's a women's bike and for bikes that like women's versus men's bikes right they they're cut differently mm-hmm. and there's like a there's Never more to it that. yeah the it's seat. it's it's weird it's it's, it's um, the bar in the middle it's yeah. the bar in the middle the bar in the middle is slanted or it's straight across yes yeah i don't get that and so the bike that i have now is actually kind of in between which it's the straight, bike that i have oh, is a gender that. neutral oh, yeah. straight bike, across as, as men's right yeah for the most yeah. part yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. like a dumb it, it seems like a really old school thing of like uh like from what I've heard, and this may or may not be true, but it's like a thing of like women wearing skirts while they bike, and so it hangs down, oh, so really? it doesn't like. Ca- oh, yeah. I thought like it a, had to do with point. your genetic makeup. Yes, down there. <laughs> I don't which is a much better way than I was going to yeah. say it. And I'm yeah. so glad you did. Yeah. Like what? A, I've, I've, down and I've yeah. crushed my genetic makeup many many of times. <laughs> <in the> bike, <laughs> so. <laughs> Oh, uh, that can't be true. Didn't sound good there, but that's fine. Um, um, but well, no, but cool. but like with with that, like I really wanted that bike, and I think to, to that point of like, listen, brands, just you can take the same color pattern and put it mm-hmm. on both. I think there's like I guarantee you, if brands did that, they'll see an increase in like their sales because like yeah, absolutely yeah. If if you told me like like singers for example, if you put men's on like a on the shoe that like I thought I would I would have I would have bought that shoe if it right. was meant like yeah what you know and it's like yeah let's 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 bring this back a little bit sure yeah. or just have the thing of like like Vans is a company that I think mm-hmm. of a lot where like we everyone in this office I'm pretty sure owns a pair of Vans or close to one it day. Yeah, yeah, yeah we did <laughs> like at least seven of us yeah. um, but they don't have any specific gender marking for their shoes mm-hmm. it's don't. just the sizes. And I'm like, that's great. 
like that's awesome and i would love that for clothing and for whatever like i think for people in our age range especially like that's great like Mm -hmm. i want and it's funny for like uh alex and i because alex is a lot more of a tomboy and i like a lot more like brighter and floral Mm -hmm. and like more feminine colors and stuff like that and so we end up like going to this thing of like she'll come shopping with me and we'll be in the men's section she'll be like i wish i could like get this in a girl size and i'll go shopping with them like i wish Mm -hmm. i could get that Mm -hmm. shirt it's like yeah and so just i think moving towards that and all all encompassing things like be great right you know i have a question for everybody oh um are there any is there anything because i feel like we've been talking about like fashion um but i think a good topic to like think about when uh men and women are sort of like separated maybe tastefully and functionally is like products like hair products or deodorant or razors or something like that we still all use those things scents yeah yeah so i guess like is there anything that you are kind of happy to see at the store being distinguished more towards your um my gender yeah or is it or does it are you like oh i wish that this wasn't so marketed towards like a manly i don't know that Mm. is such a good question that is a good question i think for like body wash and stuff like yeah i feel like for guys stuff it's very like if you're very quickly walking down target like that first aisle in target you can pretty quickly take a quick glance down an aisle and know like oh this is the men's body wash. everything is like dark gray red (laughs) black with like Mm -hmm. aggressive writing like a dragon on it or something like that it's like super weird yeah Yeah. everything looks like a red bull can and the women's section is like like i'm thinking about deodorant or something yeah like dove um and in that article actually it was talking about how dove and axe are made by the same company but like doves for women is so like white space pastel colors and it seems very approachable and i wonder if like would a guy ever pick something up like no, that? That's I, a different question. I think that's there's like maybe an inherent blindness with those kind of products. Exactly. That's it's a really good uh, thing to talk mm-hmm. about this. I love like, I love that you said blindness because mm-hmm. it smells. It's sense. So mm-hmm. close your eyes and yeah. you can figure out the gender. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yes. That okay. kind of a thing. So yeah. like mm-hmm. I think a scent is something that is probably farther away from adjusting. Right. In that neutral category. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a good point too. Um, but even like, yeah, seeing the designs and just being like, uh, quickly walk down and if I see like the light blue dove or whatever, I'm just like, oh, this is for me. This is for me. It's for not going to work. Or I, something. Like I do gravitate more towards like cleaner designed mm-hmm. like products. Sure. Um, like there's a couple of brands I use for like face wash and body wash that are, are like super like cream based container like super mm-hmm. minimal mm-hmm. and like yeah and i don't know i, 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 I tend to gravitate more towards that rather than like a a weirdly designed old spicer x right container you know? well i feel yeah. like the products that you're reaching for are maybe like in that middle ground of they function the best and they're yeah. clean yeah. label sure. and, and they're natural yes know? i think that's usually what i gravitate mm-hmm. towards so like there's a very clear distinction now of like stuff that's like organic naturally mm-hmm. whether it's food or whether it's um like body wash type stuff like the, the stuff i use yeah. yeah lotions or whatever mm-hmm. so like i use like tom's as deodorant and i feel like yeah there's like tom's yeah but like it, it's just blue mm-hmm. and it doesn't right. look super masculine it gets to the point it, yes and i think also with that though too to their credit in kind of being in that middle ground like i'm very quick to pick it out 
in like the right. in the lineup of like a million things there, if everything looks the same and kind of going back to what we talked about with like pronative and it's like uh container appeal versus like every muscle like whatever protein stuff that's all like a harsh red label mm-hmm. and like a dude like like sweaty jacked like whatever and you're just like oh right i know <laughs> like, yeah yeah and i feel like that's how i feel about all those like guys body wash stuff it's just like yeah and the the women's stuff is so bro. ambiguous like there's and it's kind of cool because it tells a story in a way like you're like oh this is gonna make me feel like sexy or yeah. whatever yeah or, and like like venus and all this stuff but then the guys is always like clean shave blah 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 like super straight to the point yeah razor's yeah. a razor hair's hair yeah yeah can we please meet in the middle and figure out like if this is gonna shave my hair off my leg or not like yeah, yeah. or face or, or face. face exactly same hair mm-hmm. maybe sort of probably kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> to, to i mean to think about it we are in 2019 uh and there are a lot of people out there who really don't identify yeah. you know with either gender so it's like you see now companies are starting to take that into consideration when they're launching yeah. products or launching new brands or like launching anything to to appeal to the masses you know so sure it's like i don't think up until like 20 you know 14 2015 is definitely talked about and brands were like actually taking yeah. like a oh for sure a proactive approach around like you know marketing towards everyone like they're yeah. they're doing now you know so yeah when you see you know new packaging when you're seeing new at least what well, i think the the language like how brands are talking now they're, they're definitely being more inclusive of, of everyone which is which is pretty right. cool so, yeah or and even you, if you're talking to just men or something like x like they don't really market towards you're gonna get all the ladies anymore they're just yeah. like oh, you want to smell good like this is right. for you Right. And same thing with women. Like, you're wearing lipstick because you want to feel good, not for other mm-hmm. people. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And it's good to peel that away and, mm-hmm. and peel any sort of, like, mandated... Mm-hmm. <laughs> you <laughs> To use this product, you better be a straight bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you're using Axe... Yeah, that's right. you, yeah you're that's, not being inclusive. That's, that's curve and Axe, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wearing curve. <laughs> Gotta wear this. Yeah, exactly. Which is great. It's great. We're all yeah. meet in the middle. All the colors are blending and all of it's... Do you guys know anyone who still wears Curve? No. <laughs> no. no. Well, Macy's is barely there anymore. That used to be the set. Everyone was wearing Curve. Yeah. Did you wear it? I wore Curve, yeah. <laughs> With your pink bowl? I think everyone, yeah. I think everyone has worn Curve. I've worn Curve. Yeah. Or like you either worn it or you've dated someone or your best friend wore crap. It reminds you of something. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I want to smell it. God. Bring it a sample. Yeah, we'll we're all going to go I, leave here. I, I go wore buy Curve. Some curve. <laughs> I wore Abercrombie and Fitch cologne a lot. That was popping back in the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That was a good smell. Yeah. It's still kind like of, it. I don't I'm, know. I might bring it back. You don't like Ooh. it? I didn't like hey, it. With what we talked <laughs> about so at the start of this, it's going to be coming back and like, give it like five years, man. <laughs> so speaking of that, like as as designers, where do you see, where do you see like the next? I don't want to call it like even like a trend, but like where do you see like new brands or even major brands wanting to kind of reinvent themselves in like twenty twenty five? Where do you see like the next shift? Twenty twenty five. Um, it's hard to say twenty twenty five. I think, <laughs> but what is it? 
I see that's happening, it's starting, is um, a more of a focus on the story and the copy um, in, in things that are put out in, in words and, and things like that paired with that visual. I think there's, um, there's so much to be said for a brand. There's, you know, you have to kind of, you have to define yourself. You have to have a stance, right? Right. And that's yeah, kind of what we're saying true. is, is these, there's these brand leaders in, in trailblazing that gender neutral, um, story. They have to use their words to say it. So I think there's yeah. a lot in design that's not just color, but but more um, overall, what are you saying? What are you telling right. me? Yeah. What are you putting out there? Right. And also, what are you doing to truly support it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. Um, Connect everybody... yourself to a nonprofit somehow. And, yeah. And what's that story? Right, right. Absolutely. Everyone has the right to know where they're, what they're buying and where it comes from. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where a story in particular comes into play. Yep. Absolutely. I agree with that. Because like now... There's so much content out there that like people are are if they're stopping to to, to look for it, you know, it's ve- for it's for a very small amount of time, mm-hmm. right? Right. And so as as we go, brands have to find a way to make people slow down a little bit and really care mm-hmm. about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. So it can't just be like you know a picture, and it can't be just a video. They have, they have to come together with the whole story, and that that your point chrissy brings in copy you know brings in other elements for people to really support and rally behind a brand and and really truly support it right right so if you don't have all those components i feel like your brand will get kind of lost in in the shuffle Mm -hmm. absolutely Mm -hmm. very much i think it was much easier to lie back in the day oh so right (laughs) and you you just won't 2025, maybe what I can predict is that no one will be able to lie about anything. You have to be fully, completely yeah. transparent. Someone on Twitter is going to find whatever you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That goes yeah. against what. Yeah. And as soon as you say it, like if you say something as a brand, expect yeah. 20 minutes from now, someone's taking the deepest dive they possibly can oh, and find something that. Hell you know, yeah. So it's like now you have to do all that work in the front end to make sure your, your values yeah. align with what you're trying to do with your mission. So mm-hmm. Absolutely. As they should. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for talking to us today. Thank you, thank guys. You. This, this was, was great. great. Yeah. This was great. You guys sound like you really this timed was that. Great. This was great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you guys so much for listening to the episode. We really hope you enjoy it and uh, stick around and come back for the next one. Yeah, really, really appreciate everyone kind of giving us our time on this platform. Please stay up to date with us. Follow us on Instagram at Mr. Smith Agency. Check out all of our work there. Also, visit our website, mrsmith.agency. Thanks, guys. Take care.